The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving Purdue's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Boilermakers amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Painter understands. Oh, anybody! John Hopkins baptizing the masses! Trying to save it. Jump ball here, and kept in play by Edwards. What a great they numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh! The Boilers got a walk-out, baby! The walk-out, baby! Carson Edwards. Oh, oh my good hammer time. Bring it down. The big, bad Burley Boilers take the lead by four. Shot clock down to nine. Klein can't dribble himself free. He's going to have to take a long one. Klein, step back, three for the tie. Oh, he's done it again. What's going on, everybody? It's Monday, February 1st, 2021. You're listening to another episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Lee, along with Evan Webb and Andrew Eiler. Back to the three-man band this week. How's it going? Sir. Good to be here. We're here and ready to rock and roll, right? Yep. Sir. Something like that. So, well, the Boilers are ranked. Yeah. About time. (laughs) Yeah, um, took took five of the last six games to get get ranked, but uh, ranked twenty fourth in the Associated Press poll. Still not ranked yet in the coaches. Um, I think we are the second team receiving votes behind Minnesota, which makes no sense. I mean, they've got some good wins, but they haven't won a road game. Uh, how's uh, we just beat the brakes off of them? How's uh, Ohio State ranked seventh? So, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the world of college basketball right now, especially within the Big Ten. Nothing makes sense. That's for sure. But uh, feeling pretty good after the other night's win, the 81-62 win over Minnesota. Um, wasn't feeling good. At ha- well, mm-hmm. No, I should take that back. I was feeling okay at halftime because I couldn't believe we were only down by five. Yeah, but um, with the fact that Marcus Carr had zero points and we were, they, were, they were still up five was a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean – well, they had the scenario where they had a couple guys just go. I mean, kind of what our our worst fear is as Purdue fans is some random dudes going off uh, randomly for three pointers, or they you've got some guy who's one for his last a hundred who all of a sudden can't miss, and uh, that kind of happened to start. Um, but you kind of hoped that you know I mean they're the worst three point shooting in the conference, but they started out what like I mean like four for five or something like that, and. Kind of just hoped that the trend would, uh, the water would eventually find itself, which it did, thankfully. And same for us. I think we made, I think we shot like 80% from three in the second half after going over in the first. So take it. I mean, could, could any of us say we are really that surprised that a cold shooting team or a team that's usually <laughs> cold shooting came out red hot? I wasn't surprised. Not at all. No. Oh, man. But, uh, like you said, it eventually evened out. And, um, uh, I feel like when you play Minnesota, if you shut down Marcus Carr, like, uh, Eric Hunter Jr. did in the whole team. It was kind of a team effort on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he got a pretty good chance to beat Minnesota if he can contain him. Yeah, Robin. 
Yeah, that was a big thing too. I think what he he shot what uh, only two free throws. Yeah, two free throws made them both. So that's that was key. Um, I mean, Robbins played thirty minutes and got fifteen points off sixteen shots. So that's I think we did a heck of a job. Now, Grant, I don't. I feel like he took a lot of shots outside the paint. I could be wrong, maybe misremember, but I feel like he could have easily just. I mean, he's he's the biggest guy on the court except when Edie was out there. So I don't know why he didn't try and pound it down low, but. Yeah, uh, he was one that I was really concerned about going into the game. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd get Travion in foul trouble pretty quickly, and then Purdue would be in trouble, but uh, that like wasn't the case. Six, he had like six blocks, I think. They blocked a yeah, lot he, of shots. He had six blocks. They had seven as a team. He had six of them. And they blocked a lot of our shots when we were trying to uh, drive into the hoop. But I liked I liked the aggressiveness Purdue guard showed in the second half. I thought that kind of mm-hmm. turned the whole game around. Definitely. I mean, that's yeah. where the offense got going. I mean, what, they only scored 30 points in the, the first half and then mm-hmm. erupted for 52, 53. What was the final? 80, 82 or 80? Yeah, 51, yeah. 51, a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we almost doubled up Minnesota in the second half. Yeah. They, they scored 27, we had 51. It seems like that's not, not doubling up an opponent per se in the second <laughs> half, but it seems like it's kind of a common tread right now for Purdue's Start slow in the first half and then come out firing in the second. It's it's pretty incredible the comeback wins. I mean, it's, it's typical Purdue. It's never easy. But um, actually, as, as far as games go, this was kind of the easier one because Purdue got up yeah. 10 or something with 10 minutes to go in the game. And uh, I think maybe they, they pushed it to 13 and then maybe they cut it to six or something mm-hmm. at one point, And that might have been the closest it got. And then Purdue pushed it back to double digits. And I think it stayed there. But. For Purdue, that was considered a comfortable win. <laughs> yeah, it was for Even, this yeah. year indeed. Um, but uh, this team's growing up before our eyes, and they're fun mm-hmm. to watch. Easy to root for. Yeah, well, I think even one of the one of the coaches, I might have been lots. I was reading somewhere that he kind of talked about how this team never really it it can be good and kind of bad, but they never really truly understand the gravity of the moment. Um, and it's good the fact that you know if, you know late in the game, you know whatever, like it's just kind of like whatever about it. And they're not really phased by the moment, but also sometimes you need to realize the gravity of the of the situation in, in terms of a game. But I think that's just because of just the the youth of the team. But it's worked out so far. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, look at the the freshmen that are making an impact the other night. I mean, of course, Brandon Newman, career high twenty nine points, Big Ten Freshman of the Week this week for the second time this season, fifth time Purdue had that honor. I mean. At this point, they could just name it the Purdue Freshman of the Week award. That'd be nice. But, uh, and of course, he played well. I didn't realize he's only missed one free throw on the season. That's a yeah, sneaky I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, makes sense why we chose him to shoot uh, two tactical free throws, which was a big point in the game at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Nivey, I mean, when he got a grab, made some really good plays. That helped out a bunch. Um, yeah, he had a, that back-to-back stretch of the blow-by dunk and then – like two, I don't know, next time down the floor, the end one, finish through contact, mm-hmm. driving by, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, blow by, and yeah, like you said, that dunk, he was, his head was pretty much at the rim. Um, <laughs> like uh, Webby, if, if, if all the listeners and viewers out there don't know, Evan Webb, he's kind of been our new guy in charge of the in-game tweets as of the past probably month or so, and he's done a fantastic job at it, and I oh, love yeah, the yeah. tweet, Evan, that you put out there, to inject that into my veins. <laughs> That was great. Yeah, it was awesome. That was a. Uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, we compare him a lot to Carson. It's very Carson esque. It's just he's what like four inches bigger than Carson. Yeah. Car- now Car- Carson he's was long. Yeah. As someone put on the boards, Carson was built like a Coke machine, which I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> but it's true. Like Carson was built different, but um, I think they tried to say that Ivy was stronger than Carson, which is no, that's false right now. Anyways, but uh, Ivy's just so much bigger. Um, but it was definitely a, a Carson esque. And Carson was a shooter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carson was a way better. Carson shooter. improved a lot, though. He, he did. did shooting yeah. his after freshman year. So. Um, Jaden hits the floor more than any Purdue player I've seen since Lewis Jackson. Yeah, it's, yeah it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> it scares the crap out of me. Yeah, he uh, he's reckless. But and then yeah. and, and like like I think one of you mentioned also Gillis played good the other night. Uh, yeah. he, how many how many offensive favorite. rebounds? Yeah, how many offensive rebounds does he just? Just comes out of nowhere and he's just in the perfect position. There's nobody there. And he, he just had, gets a yeah. He had five offensive rebounds, four defensive. 
but I, I wonder how many of those offensive rebounds led to like wide open oh, yeah. point blank yeah. layups. Yep. To where it's like, oh, that's just him on that side of the block in perfect position for an uncontested mm-hmm. layup. Yep. He just find ways finds ways to get open. He nailed uh, two wide open threes the other night, mm-hmm. which was nice to see. Yeah, I couldn't remember the last time he had made a three, so that was yeah. nice. After hitting like his like first like twenty, um, it seemed like he's kind of got a combination. I, I know I keep saying he's kind of like Grady Eifert with the higher ceiling, but I'd even say a little bit of a mix of Evan Boudreaux as well. Mm-hmm. I think just I mean, in that he plays really hard. I think he's mm-hmm. more talented. Mm-hmm. Nothing against those guys, but oh, I uh, agree. I mean, he's a redshirt freshman who's had is playing his first games in two plus years, almost three years. That's a good point. Um, I mean, he's got a long way to go. I think where he can keep improving, it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, which is the case for a lot of these guys. I mean, that's what's so exciting. We hammer it. I feel like we're a broken record at this point. Keep talking about the future, but how can you not get excited about it? And the Big Ten's starting to take notice. Mm -hmm. I think finally, and maybe even some of the national media because they're like, whoa. This Purdue team is going to be pretty good next year and in the next few years to come when these freshmen grow up. And a lot of them don't even know about the other incoming recruiting classes in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Honestly, before the year, I was not optimistic about the year. I, mean, I was I was, I was, was excited just because of the youth that it's going to be different. And I'm sure I thought we'd see flashes. Mm-hmm. Never thought we'd be sitting ranked on February 1st. <laughs> I didn't think in, we'd be 8-4 like, in the Big Ten right now. And what, like 5th? Yeah like fifth in the big 10 right now or something. Yeah. And top third for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I mean, I, it's, you know, we were, we were younger at the time, but like, I remember it kind of reminds me a little bit of the baby boiler year where it was just kind of like, I mean, we were, it was such a different time in terms of we were, we were coming off a good year, but before that it was, you know, just atrocious basketball. I mean, basketball just, you know, results, I should, I should say. And it was pretty bad basketball. Yeah. It was pretty bad basketball. But it was, uh, it was one of those things where, you know, like we knew the, the class that was coming in was good. And it was like, okay, one of those things where we're just, it'll come with time. And all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, this, these guys are, these guys are really freaking good. And yeah. then it was like, mm-hmm. oh, like we're knocking off number seven, Wisconsin, you know, and, yeah, it was. It reminds me a little bit of that. I think that team's obviously a bit more talented, but yeah, it's. I think Painter's put a better back-to-back class than he did with that group. And yeah, got a comment here on Facebook from Robert Rainey. Uh, <laughs> apologize if I mispronounce your last name, but imagine how good the future would be if Painter could recruit with a winky face emoji. Yeah, yeah we heard that a couple dogs. times the last few years, didn't we? Yeah, can't get the top dogs. <laughs> um, we'll be the yeah. bag man. That's fine. If you uh, like podcasts and listen to Matt Painter speak, there's a good part mm-hmm. one with on uh, Goodman Hummel's podcast, mm-hmm. and it's part one of part two was released today with Matt Painter, and he was talking about years ago. Um, Bob Knight was talking to him, and Knight was telling him how he's getting kids that Knight would have got at the time. Which, which and when really he said it, I was like, I was like, that's he's a hundred percent right. I mean, there's a lot of the good that Knight did in terms of like the kids he got. I think you see that a lot with, with painter. Yeah. He's getting the kids. I mean, they might lack in some areas, but they're high IQ basketball players. They're, they can, most of them can shoot. They play hard. Mm-hmm. They're smart. Yep. I mean, you, you give and take a little bit. And I mean, he, uh, and, and he even mentioned how Bob tapped him on the shoulder one time after he kind of got away from his recruiting um, ways and kind of reminded him he got away from those, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So he went for the more athletic approach for a year or two there and it kind of bit him. But uh, yep. loyal listener of the show, Thad Mooney, says the Baby Boilers 2.0 coming to life. I saw some people saying almost 3.0 if you consider Vince, Dakota, yeah. Isaac Hobbs, PJ, just because of how much they accomplished in four years. I mean, yeah. not quite the same level as Hummel, Juwan, Etuan, but I mean, they had a great four years for Purdue. And, the, and a lot of those guys contributed pretty early too. It's not, yeah. I mean, I think I'm trying to think the one, I mean, Dakota kind of came along a little after the same with PJ, but obviously yeah. Vince and Isaac were the ones who mm-hmm. kind of were the, the stars of that class. But it was, that was the, the foundation of the team for right. three yeah. years. Like 100%. these, like these five guys are going to be for the next mm-hmm. three, four years, hopefully. Yeah. It'll be interesting years. next year, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but next year, how mascot divvy up the playing time. Whew. Especially, yeah, especially down low. If you got Gillis, I mean, if Wheeler comes back, you know, Wheeler comes back, um, then you got obviously Trey, Trey and Edie, and then you throw in Kaufman and Kaufman Wren and first kind of all playing very similar. It's going to be interesting. 
Yeah. And I know we're basing it off of how first and Kaufman Wren have played up right. point in high school, but I mean, they're pretty highly ranked, highly exactly. sought recruits for what Purdue has gotten. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's okay to have fairly lofty expectation for them as freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But that's fortunately they're not gonna they're not gonna be needed right away mm-hmm. to kind of lead the team because they have such a good foundation with the we're gonna, existing core. We're gonna technically have a huge freshman class next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that rule's still crazy to me. Like I, I get why it's in place, but like I feel like basketball, even though it's been a weird year and a lot of games postponed, I feel like in basketball though, everybody still has played enough games to where they probably should have lost their year of eligibility. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, mean, you, I don't know. Do you would you rather than make an exception? So like a guy like so Sasha, so somebody who misses Sasha's gonna miss three or four games probably mm-hmm. and if Purdue has a couple more games canceled, so then he's going to have missed seven games, we'll say, of his mm-hmm. of his already shortened season. You can make an exception for him or something versus just a blanket rule, and then you'd have you'd have people petitioning all over the place. It's like I only missed I know, three, but this guy yeah. missed six, and he yeah. got a waiver. And there was nothing they could do that was going to make everybody happy. So no, it'll be interesting because like football, there's so many scholarships and spots that you can kind of. And, and like people take a flyer basically, or kind of like hide them almost. You got guys moving all the time in terms of leaving, going transfer. Especially if this new transfer rule comes into effect, which I think it, I think we're all perfectly assumption it's going to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll have guys leaving after, free agency. after yeah, after their first year. Yep, yep. Football more so than basketball. Yeah, but, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. It's going to affect all the programs for the next three to four years. So. It's 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 interesting how I mean I don't I don't want to be a coach right now to think about like no. how do I, who do I offer in twenty twenty three right now when I'm like yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, may not lose anybody I mean yeah exactly and, and, and I think Purdue's got to figure that out going into next year already mm-hmm. yeah. ask the seniors hey what are you thinking right now are you going to come back after next year for your well especially because you know, we, we've got two guys committed already for twenty twenty two and that's mm-hmm. that's the class that I think really affected by it and even more so. Uh, two years after that with these current freshmen. I think I did that math right. Um, Sounds right to me. (laughs) Because you got, I mean, Eric, maybe cool to have Hunter back if you have a great, have a guard come back, um, especially with the younger, with younger guards coming in. Um, I can't see Trey coming back a fifth year. He gets hurt or something. Um, I can't see Wheeler coming back for like a hundredth year. (laughs) No, Sasha. Sasha. I can see Sasha. I mean, I mean, we would have taken Klein. We would have taken Klein last year. thousand percent, yeah. yeah. Um, we would have taken Ryan Smith back in the day for another year, right. too. But so. then you got, you've already got two guards committed. Suppose you're going after a third guy. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's a weird thing, especially with the fact these guys have committed so early. Um, well, I that, thought, that puts that, Painter in an interesting position. Well, I was thinking it's more of what do you do with big guys because mm-hmm. they've got the two guards in that class and it's – two highly sought after big guys that they're going after. So what if, what if Trey decides like, Oh, I'm going to be a late round second pick or something. I can stay one more year and then go play in Europe for a few years. Mm-hmm. I want to stay. So then Purdue's got Edie, Trey Kaufman first. <laughs> and then like, and then this five-star from La is like, uh, maybe I don't want to go there. Right. Well, well, I guess Purdue, and this doesn't seem like the Purdue way, but they always could be like, we don't want you back. I don't think you say. I don't think you say that to Trevion Williams. I don't think they would either. But I'm just saying, they could always say we're not going to honor that. But But you go from everybody's going to be stacked though. Yeah, because especially with someone like Painter, Painter definitely favors someone who experience. I mean, he saw that you kind of last year with Sasha getting the nod over maybe someone younger. Um, So, like you know, would he tell you know a Trey you know no hey I just don't see playing time for you after he just spent you know. Most of his career starting for us, yeah. and now we're taking double double. Yeah, we're gonna start the you know the soft. Oh yeah, you're Taylor like a first. top. Five, yeah, you're like a yeah. top five like player in the Big Ten. I don't see yeah. minutes for you next yeah. year. Yeah, it's like I don't know what you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, that and same. I'm glad I'm not a coach. It, uh, yeah, but that's right. why I get paid millions of dollars. Yep, oh, yeah. You're right. Make tough decisions. Uh, I'm I'm sure we fall in love with these kids more than like Painter does because Painter's probably like uh I'd probably rather take a 24-year-old Travion Williams over an 18-year-old high school kid. And That's a good you know, point. I'll find somebody better next year. I'll find somebody just yeah. as good and who's a junior in high school instead of that senior. Like, I'm sure Painter's like, on to the next one. That's fine. He yeah. gets, he's been told no plenty of times. Yeah. Yep. 
not as not as often now, but <laughs> yeah, for a while there, it was uh, man. Yeah, we we were in the running for a lot of them long term, and then uh, had dream dream school. Uh, I mean, dream school, perfect fit, and then Tom Izzo and the bag of money showed up or something. I don't know. Yep, that's working out well for him this yeah. year. That's so yep. wild. It, it just still blows my mind. <clears throat> I hate to see it. They're going to make a run in February enough to make the tournament, and then they're going to really make a run in the tournament just to make it. I don't know. This team, I was watching the game against Ohio State yesterday. They are not good. Which yeah. uh, Two and six like, in the Big Ten right now. Like, oh, yeah, we beat them by one. <laughs> or like two. We beat them by yeah one or two. There's and I was a like, possibility this tournament might be without Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky, maybe even Carolina. Well, I saw uh, it was DeCourcy. You're forgetting another blue blood, Tanner. <laughs> oh, IU. yeah. I, the, that's that school and that blue blood in the South. Oh, yeah. The ones that I think it's still 1987. Yeah. That it's hasn't been Purdue in, in, in the last 20 years. Yeah. Besides the fact, um, I was watching, I don't know, DeCourcy came out with this uh, bracketology for mm-hmm. February 1st, and he had us as a five seed mm-hmm. and playing a 12 seed, either Stanford or Duke. Oh, God. <laughs> Duke is a 12 seed. Yep. That is oh, oh okay. Coach K is gonna quit before he <laughs> cancel the season before his yep. team gets even like a if they're like the last four in, first four Can out, Coach K is like now nah, we're not, we're we're gonna withdraw our consideration. I mean Jalen Johnson is a phenomenal I mean, player. I mean he about murdered a kid the other night with the way he dunked on him, but I mean never say never. We I have seen Kentucky when with Nerlens Noel in the NIT. Um yeah, I remember yeah. Kentucky made the championship as a nine seed. Um, lost to UConn. Yeah. So weird things have happened, but yeah, not not so much when with Duke, but still. It's just yeah, it's been a weird because you just kind of seen like some of the normal kind of for both football and basketball, you've seen kind of the the normal you know powers that be really struggle. I mean, you saw like Penn State, and I guess you could maybe lump Michigan in there, just kind of like in terms of powers of the Big Ten, they sucked. And then you got basketball this year, you got. Kentucky's awful. Duke is not playing well at all. Kansas is not Kansas that we're used to. Oh, they're, they're still ranked. I don't know how, how they're – I mean, that's why yeah, they're stupid. They've lost five of the last six. Um, it's not yeah, the, it's not the Kansas of old. It, it's just weird. Yep. But uh, glad, go, definitely glad the Boilers are starting to hit their stride come come February. And uh, we got two games as of right now. For this week uh, at Maryland tomorrow night, as of right now at six thirty, tip off on Big Ten Network. But there was a report that the uh, Purdue's plane might have had to turn around as they're making their trip out east to uh, College Park. So I don't know what the latest is on there. That's kind of worrisome if that happened due to the weather. Um, and then Saturday they will host Northwestern for the first and only time this season. So um, it sure would be nice if they could get two of three without Sasha. Yeah. Especially yeah, this last one was, I was, this is when I was, I did not feel confident with this one. And I know, I think in our camera, you know, I recorded last week, I predicted pretty win, but that's just because I, <laughs> but I was not feeling, even though we were, we were favored. I know Minnesota struggled on the road, but I still I was like, man, just after watching that Michigan game, just seeing how our offense just did not play very well without Sasha. But we also had quite a bit of time. We had a quite a bit of practice time. Just kind of figure it out. And obviously it worked out in the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, I felt pretty good going into the other night. But uh, then when the game got closer, then I was like, eh, I don't know if I feel so good about it now. But, uh, yeah, like we mentioned, it's, it's fun to see these young guys just fight and claw. I was thinking about it. So – Mason Gillis, Brandon Newman have been huge as redshirt freshmen. When was the last time? I mean, I always kind of think like, okay, the redshirt and basketball, it's kind of a little different. It's kind of like it's like a project almost where he's got to get get improved skills. Mm-hmm. Like versus football, it's they've got to physically mature and get stronger just because, I mean, these kids coming out of high school play so much basketball. Can you remember redshirt freshmen coming in and contributing as much as these two? I just I, that's my thought is I think of a red shirt. It's like a project. It's like oh, okay, red shirt yeah. freshman year, maybe get some minutes of red shirt freshman, red shirt sophomore year, and then junior senior year, they've grown significantly and they've improved, and now they're major contributors. I can't think of anything. I can't think of a single one. I'm, I'm trying to think who's who's red shirt. I mean, obviously, I've thought of guys who should have registered probably um, no. like a Klein, like a Ryan Smith. Um, 
I mean, Anthony Johnson redshirted, but he didn't. He didn't turn out. I know. Mean, I think he was kind of hurt too, and they didn't he have some problems. Ankles. He yeah. was ranked top forty kid. I'm thinking, why are we redshirting this kid? But yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. Like, I, you can't. I'm not second guessing anything. Or no. anything. I'm just. I'm just. I just. It's. I was. I was just thinking about it. Watching them last night, I was like, man. Yeah. Like they must, they've probably, I'm sure they've improved a lot. And I mean, it probably speaks yeah. to produce coaches, how much they've worked on them with them the last. Well, I think, yeah, it was year and a half. They talked about it last year when uh, obviously when we struggled, people were, you know, crying, you know, why haven't, you know, why are we retro? These kids are that good. Why are we, why are they sitting on the bench, you know, not even being able to play. And I think it was reported that, you know, like I think Newman even struggled just like breaking down. Defense. Defender. Yeah, de- yeah. Defense. Yeah. He struggled on defensive end, but I think he even struggled with, which you can kind of see it too. Sometimes I feel like he, his handles could definitely improve uh, moving forward. Um, I feel like uh, I maybe just the way it looks, it looks a little awkward. I feel like when he tries to drive, I feel like he keeps the ball pretty high. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there's a reason painter felt like he oh, should. Yeah. And I, I, I know he knows what he's doing because he sees like, okay, that one year they're going to improve so much that they're going to be so much better. Their fifth year in the program versus this mm-hmm. first year. And it's worth it. And, and it speaks a lot to those, to watching pretty struggle so much last year and stick with it and keep fighting and keep improving and that, and clearly still working at it. And um, I don't know. Yeah, that was you, yeah you hear, um, I know uh, Newbert talked about it. Um, one of his post game, either was his post game or the conversation he had with Dean Hart and Alan Carpick on yesterday on Sunday. He's talking about how, because obviously, you know, I mean, we get it up as Purdue fans, but seeing, you know, Ivy come out there and shoot after a game, you know, after even having a good game or a bad game coming out, you know, as soon as he's done with needed duties or whatever, maybe out there shooting. And then obviously has a game at Ohio State and then he has a pretty decent game yesterday and comes out immediately, you start shooting. Then Newman comes out and then Williams comes out. I mean, it's just, I remember, I mean, I think it probably, it kind of goes back to seeing Robbie do that because I think it was a, um, I think Robbie did that after a game. I don't know what him or what game. I feel like it was a game either he struggled with or we just struggled maybe from the free throw line, but he was out there shooting free throws. Maybe it just makes us think of that. But I know Newbert kind of said that, you know, last year we would have a game and after the game you'd have Brandon Newman be out there and he didn't even play, but he's out there shooting, getting up shots, getting work, which is I think just shows how badly these guys want to be good, which only bodes well for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a drive of these young guys. It's refreshing to see. Um, they're just so easy to root for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like uh, Andrew's saying that um, it's a mechanical issue with the plane, so it's That's not whether rumor. or not COVID. That's the rumor. So it sounds like that they're turning around to change planes and then still head out east. Good yeah. deal. Okay. Good deal. Just another bump in the road of travel. So. Well, what was the uh, Michigan a couple years ago in the Big Ten tournament? Like their plane like crashed and they had to play the first game in practice. Yeah. And yeah. They, oh, they yeah. That's the right. Game. Illinois, then they beat us because yeah. uh, we couldn't hit a free throw. <laughs> and they won the whole darn thing or got yeah. the championship. No, they won the whole thing. I think they won the whole thing, yeah. As the eight seed, so and got them in the tournament. Butler had one a few years ago where, like, the plane – I don't know what it was, but they had to descend, like, super quick. Like, they went from 30,000 feet to, like, 10,000 feet in, like, 25 seconds or something stupid. And they they were coming back from, like, Philadelphia playing Villanova or something like that. And then, So they stayed overnight because it was, like, a late, like, 9 o'clock game or whatever. Like, the players were like, nah, we're not getting – Planet. We'll drive yeah, home tomorrow. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. We're gonna sleep in the hotel and yeah, we'll, like, no, we'll, we'll go tomorrow by bus or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I got a few questions. Um, one was in text messages, and we got one on Twitter today. Um, Thad Mooney, who commented on the show earlier, um, he uh, before we got before I, we got a question, we got a response here on Facebook. Uh, from Ray Davis, I know my son would rebound after games for players back in Cardinal Court after games. His son Brock was a manager for the yep. Boilermakers a couple of years ago. So it's it's nice when you see evidence of yeah. guys putting in work behind the scenes. That's really nice to see. Um, Thad's question was um, related to No Jail Eastern and Matt Harms. He said, would having one or both of them help this team as we stand at this point in the season? Why and why not? Um, or if just one of them, why, why not? Uh, I think harms would help over either of the two. Um, 
that hmm? I I and think like, so. I it, agree. Yeah, because I go back and forth because it's like, man, I, mean, I guess just because you could plug him in with for Edie and give Edie another year to work. Um, but I also think sometimes Harms would be almost could have flashes of being too good and then not not letting Trey be out there because it really, didn't really work with having them both out there. Right. Yeah, but I don't. More so, I miss his defense, his shot blocking ability. That's what I miss the most. I mean, obviously, I mean, Nogel was, you know, one of the best perimeter defenders in the country. Um, but his uh, it's just he's just a liability on offense. Um, so that's where I, I feel like I would rather have. Um, I would have Matt. Yeah, that's what th- I agree. I, yeah. Thad's comment here, and I'm I'm trying to read. That. There's a few typos here, so. Oh, <laughs> He said, I look at Matt, um, I think he left right as Trey would have the minutes. Edie does what Matt would of off the bench, and he's not soft like Matt. But with no fans, Matt's energy would have been lightning in a bottle. I, I That's that's very true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I would I would agree harms probably, but I would I, – I think Edie does too much on offense to where he's just Isaac Hoss, to where he's just – he's too big to stop down low, and harms would play soft and – I think it's more of just that it would be another body that if Williams, if Travion gets three fouls in the first 10 minutes of a game or something, or two minutes, or he's got two fouls in the first six minutes of the first half and doesn't play the rest that you've got another body and Edie doesn't have to be like, you're worried that Edie's going to get two fouls in the next two mm-hmm. minutes. And then Purdue's not going to have a center and have to play Gillis or something. And I agree. I think no gel is just takes away too much on offense, just not being able to shoot. I mean, if you put mm-hmm. Trevion out there, and no gel. I mean, yeah, he's got pretty great defense, but you're already. I mean, you don't really have to guard no gel. Yeah. Thad's <laughs> uh, comment on no gel was no gel's defense would help till uh, the end guys get used to the league mm-hmm. and give him some more strength until the end guys got some more strength. Um, but he said he thinks he's it's good he's gone because his attitude was a cancer to the team last year. It has been. Yeah, I mean it. He always seemed like he had. I mean, I feel like he had a decent attitude on the court, but who knows what was being done? Yeah, I mean, we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they both were nice kids, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad advice, but yeah, it's too bad one didn't get their degree. um, Is what it is. But uh, got another comment here on Facebook from Robert. uh, Said Harms would 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 be money just in helping E develop. Yeah, I think Edie would have just beaten him up in practice and Harms would have quit. I mean, like, Harms would have gotten broken by him. Well, Harms, right when he got on campus, you remember he redshirted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, because he, he had, had to go I, okay, he, got, he might be one. He'd be the, probably the closest one, going back to your question, Andrew, Yeah, redshirt freshman, just because, I mean. Yeah. But he was forced into redshirting. Right. He because was, the yeah. NCAA was like, your, your eligibility starts now. Yeah. But still, I mean, he did a decent job his yeah. freshman year. True. Probably more, more so than anybody. So, yeah, I forgot about Harms. Yeah. That's true. And that poor guy had to go against Biggie and Isaac every day in practice. Yeah. Talk about getting beat up. Yep. Yeah. And, but uh, I guess so now, so you know, we all kind of would pick harms. Would you rather have harms or the team we have now? I'm good with the team we got now. Yeah, I, I think I, I like I like Edie's toughness and how he's he not doing anything different at BYU than he would have done at Purdue. He's shooting, shooting about the same, really. His, his minutes Terribly. are the same. His points are about the same. I mean, he he runs the same. <laughs> His hair is still flopping around. I mean, he's just yeah. Matt, me and Matt, same guy out there. So, um, eleven points, four rebounds. There was an interesting bracketology last week that had us as the sixth seed and BYU as the eleventh seed playing against each other oh, in the first round. Awesome. I'd love to see Edie dunk all over arms. Be awesome unless he just went off somehow. I didn't. We would just. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awful. I think. <laughs> Um, and he's shooting a cool 16% from three. Well, could you imagine I mean, him hitting a big three late in the game and getting back <laughs> and clapping like that? Oh, man. Great song. <laughs> I, I would feel how Indiana fans feel about him to this day. So. Uh, yeah, I'd have a very uh, Will he like reaction like yeah. I did when he flexed on the paint crew when we were there. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that would be irate. <laughs> Got one more question from uh, Twitter today. This comes from Boiler Fang at Boilers underscore Dallas on Twitter. Uh, he said, we will not be able to join, but I got a question worthwhile discussing. What is our re- realistic range of outcomes for March Madness? I guess I want to know, is he talking about just like in general or no, obviously probably more so Purdue? 
Um, yeah, I'm guessing yeah. it's just how how far can this Purdue team get? Assuming they get into the yeah, so that's what I'm assuming he's yeah. going. Man, I I I think. I mean, making the tournaments a success—that's yeah. a lot of money to start the year. So. Yeah, agree. And I, but I mean, I feel like this team has improved so much. I mean, right now they've won what, five of the last six, mm-hmm. with the one loss being against the number seven team in the country at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are now, Michigan. I think um, I'd be almost—I don't know—it's changed so much. I'd be almost disappointed if they lost in the first round. Yeah, I think I I think. When I read that question, my first thought was, I can see us easily getting, not easily, I guess depending on the seed we have, but like as of right now, I think a round of 32 exit is probably, yep. is, is pretty obtainable. Think, obtainable, yeah. Anything uh, after that's kind of like, this is yeah, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. with this team, oh my God. Painter, <laughs> um, uh, coach of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think DeCourcy had us, we would have played, I think, five seed Tennessee in the um <laughs> that's true robert on facebook said depends yeah. on how far away from home they get an hour yeah. versus 45 minutes yeah so they won't be Mackey. we know that uh, i'd be okay i'd be okay I'd to see him at hinkle that'd be pretty cool yeah Mackey uh, south i'll be cool that's it might hey we shot that's the, do well in that building yeah so this is the first game we've shot well since playing them it's down there so yeah why not familiar rims um yeah i think our round of 32 exit is probably as of right now, I mean, I think if we're, I think anything below, I mean, really, I think if you're in that eight, nine, or I guess, I never said no to say below or above, like in terms of a higher, like higher, is higher seed better or is that the you want lower seed in terms of like where you're at in the standings? I never know what to say. Um, but I think if we're, you know, that eight, nine or better, um, round of 32 is, is pretty attainable to four, you know, if we dip off and we're in that, you know, 11, 12, 10 range, then I think to make a tournament is a, is a blessing. I agree. Just get us in the tournament. Um, I'm happy with that. And then after mm-hmm. that, it's because it's gonna be a weird year. It's gonna be a weird tournament. It's gonna be yeah. weird, it's weird everything. Um, and that's also it's also assuming that we don't have any more issues where, say, Trevion Williams gets COVID and has to miss the last two and a half weeks yeah. of the season or something. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, I think it's pretty public knowledge that everybody on the team's had it now, except Ethan Morton. I think. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Like before the season? Yeah. So like October? Yep. Or October, if not a little earlier, which yeah. who knows about then, you know, with, with the antibodies. But Three months, that's, right? That's why they were really <laughs> trying to give uh, Bubble Sasha big time and it still didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, especially because, I mean, with, when you have 40,000 kids coming back to campus, exactly. it's, it's yeah. yeah. And we saw, as Tanner, you and I talked about it, we saw the uptick with the football team right after Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, we, remember we thought we'd be state, good. Yeah. We thought we'd be good. If we got the Thanksgiving and the, and the campus left, and then that's when everything hit the fan. It's like, yeah. well, that's why yeah. we're not scientists. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So yep. we just do a podcast. Yeah, we just are fans and, <laughs> and fans and graduate. Well, two of us are graduates. One's just a life lifelong fan, and that's why we just talk about things. But uh, the one destination. I don't want to see Purdue playing in Banker's life, even though no, we shot there good against. The, that's the last one I want. No, any any yeah. of the other venues, I'm okay with. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I wish they would have done like, like Pike High School or something like that. Like pick the high school would have been. <laughs> I don't that. Why not? Yeah, I guess well, the reason they couldn't is the length of the courts. That is the reason. Uh, if it was because yeah. the the college courts are ten feet longer. So and you also, you also have the, you also have the three point line difference. Correct. So all the time they could do the temporary yeah. paint all the time. Cause they got, I mean, there's so many cool historical gems in Indiana. That would have been really neat. But. Like like Christmas attics. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, It'd be just like uh, the Maui Invitational when they play in yeah. a, that high school gym in Hawaii. Yeah. Chaminade. Yeah. Chaminade. Yep. Yep. Um, Steve Dodson said, "I'd rather play in Mackey South." I agree. I think, yeah, if, that, if we're gonna play somewhere, I think I'd rather play. Larry Davis said, "Go to Grace College. That'd be a good venue. They they got a nice little arena there. Actually, um, they do. Yeah, I've been. To they that do show. have a nice. Really, it is nice. Really it would nice. just be a little bit, a little bit of dry. I know Muncie is the backup yeah. option if if they need a emergency one. Do you guys think the Big Ten tournament happens? Like I, yeah. 
No, I think it makes no sense to do it, like to do these conference tournaments. Which I mean, I was thinking about that, and I was like, "There's really no point." But then I was like, "Man, it's gonna be some school like freaking Michigan State or somebody who's like, well, you know, this is this is our time to.' It's like you had 20 games or you had 16 games to figure this out. Yeah, it's kind of it is what it is. I had two people today tell me they think it will happen. Really, I I don't see. It seems totally unnecessary like risk if they want if they're if the ncaa is committed to having the ncaa yeah. tournament and they need for two it. weeks yeah yeah like or even like all these makeup games like yeah they, that's yeah that's, that's i was yeah. like nebraska gonna finish. they can't make them all up there's no I'm way they can the i think i think we're talking about it for people talk about it too i think we just aau this thing and just have like 12 courts going on or like six courts going on everybody's playing at the same time it's just like space, yeah. space. we're going we're starting at 8 a.m we're ending at 9 p.m i think yeah that's, that's the way we do it Get it done in like six days. Yeah, exactly. Get it done in three. I did see where Nebraska's back at practice today. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't think Nebraska can make all those games up. I don't know if Michigan State can. Who knows where Michigan's going to be sitting? That's why I don't think a Big Ten tournament happens. And my worry is, okay, if a Big Ten tournament does happen, all these teams come there. What if a few players get positive and boom, you're in trouble right on the heels of the NCAA tournament? Right. It It should be like, okay, you've got a week. Like we're doing selection Sunday, everybody get to Indianapolis and stay put yep. for like, and then you get a lot of practice and there's probably not enough gyms to do that. But and, and that's like, the thing, I know they were thinking about holding it in Indianapolis instead of Chicago, and then that way, say the Big Ten gets nine, ten, eleven teams in the tournament, then they could just all stay in Indianapolis. But still, I still don't know it's worth the risk of those other additional teams. So I, I don't works. know. It's, it's another decision. I'm glad I don't have any part of. The Carhartt's got eight courts. I say we just do the whole damn thing there. <laughs> I agree. Don't let them leave Mackey. So for yeah. that week, it's like, all right, the guys, you're sleeping on Cardinal Court. Not right, exactly, them. yeah. That, this is a little all getting off the tangent, but that was another f- favorite part of the interview with Painter was I didn't know this. And, and Andrew, have you listened to it today? Oh, yeah. well, I'm only halfway through it right now. Uh, I, Probably get some bonus for you guys, but now I'm already too far into it. But he was talking about Glenn Robinson's freshman year when Glenn was academically academically ineligible. Glenn couldn't even practice with the team. So Glenn and the managers had an intramural team. Oh, my God. (laughs) Matt coached the team. Painter coached. They lost. How? He said they got to the semifinals, maybe the championship, and they played against a team that was literally a high school varsity team who had stuck together, ran plays, and so everything. And his, his was just give the ball to Glenn, and he said it, yeah. that I was mean, the one game, and just the other team was hard being, to stop. Being involved in intramurals when I was at Purdue, like in, in officiating, we saw some pretty athletic teams, especially when you get like some of the football guys got on teams. Wow. Holy crap! Like it was. It was nuts. He said he'd come back to practice, and, and he talked to the other coaches in the offseason, like the Northwestern coaches, and he's like, I know you're talking about Weber and Howard and Rose and all these guys. He goes, we got one that's better than all of them. And they're kind of like shaking their head like, okay, like we know Glenn's yeah. good, but sure. Matt's like, no, trust me. Like, this guy's, he's really good. And then boom. So that was pretty neat. I never had heard that story before. So no. That was really cool. And Matt goes, I should have known then. Couldn't couldn't win with Glenn Robson on the air metal team. I should have known then. <laughs> it was a bunch of good stories. Him and Hummel going back and forth is fun to listen to today. Yeah. Uh, oh, any any painter interview, literally yeah, any time he's, he's on anything, he's awesome. He yeah. is fantastic. So and Goodman's Matt, Matt, good we'd love to have you on the show. Yes, yes, we would. That's uh that's an invite to Coach Painter, Coach Painter. <laughs> Join the Boiler Breakdown sometime. I'm gonna talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see what else we got here. Let's talk um, about some pizza. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm always eating <laughs> pizza. I could eat pizza every day. Um, that's why the uh, boiler breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, serving boilermakers since 1993. Mad Mushroom is located in the heart of West Lafayette and is as, as well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Uh, whenever we like to visit, we like to sit down, have a nice cold beer while enjoying their latest pizza of the month, which new month means new pizza. This week or this month, we've got the Raisin Cajun, uh, house made Cajun sauce, um, some kind of sausage. Don't know how to pronounce it, and I'm going to try. Uh, we got some chicken, onion, celery, green peppers, tomatoes, and mozzarella cheese. Mad Mush, reach out. I need to know how to pronounce that word so I don't butcher this for the next three weeks. Um, you can spice up your favorite with the Cajun-inspired pie. Um, sounds good to us. I love spicy food. So. I love spicy food, especially now when it's cold. It doesn't uh, always love me, a little aspirin <laughs> times, but I'll, I put up with the pain. 
Uh, but next time uh, you're in town, stop in, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over 20 bucks. And any Boiler Breakdown listener can also use the coupon code BREAK5. That's uh, coupon code BREAK, all caps, B-R-E-A-K, number five. Claim they're just kind of mud, madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. Another comment here on Facebook. Uh, Ray Davis says, uh, referring to the other Ray Davis, get Rayfield Davis on the show. Yes, that is uh, that is one I want to reach. It's on our to do list. Yes, and him and uh, I got I got a few players on. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we got another couple so. people. Yeah. I got to get on that. I, I got to get on that one soon. So, got to make time to do it. But uh, you guys want to pick some Big Ten games real quick? Sure. Uh, tomorrow night, um, let's just start Purdue at Maryland. This I don't is, have any lines on this game. Uh, I think we were like a one point favorite I, last time. I see. ESPN says even. Maryland has not won a Big Ten home game, yeah. but they've won three really good road games. And they played us really tough on Christmas Day. I mean, granted, that was also a month ago. Um, and I think Purdue's playing much better. Playing much better. Um, Davis says Chris Kramer. That's that's another one on my list. Yeah. <laughs> The Northeast Indiana boys. That's where, that's where we're going for the Huntington yep. Fort Wayne crowd. Um, I, I I feel better about this game. I mean, in fact, we've won at Ohio State. I mean, we're still. I I don't can't remember much about Maryland. I think they went small for a while. Um, I think they gave us struggles, um, but I think we went a close one. Uh, Ray says by seven. I think I'll it's take it. uh, yeah. I would take that hard. I'm thinking it's probably less around like. A pretty close game, like a like a one possession type game, like which it was I, on Christmas. Yeah, which I just I just don't need on a Tuesday night in my life, but it's cool. Same, I think Purdue wins by like two. Yeah, I I um I was nervous without Sasha how the offense would look, but I I think the coaching staff with Shrewsbury and Lutz, I mean they, it's ridiculous how how great the out of bounds plays and the sets out of timeouts oh, are yeah. just to get shots and get offense. Um that they're going to figure out the offense as we saw. I mean, they scored 80 points, whatever that was Saturday. I'll go uh, Boilers by nine. I hope wow. it's a decently uh, comfortable win. Be I have Anytime. A, one of the boards I'm on, I have a Zoom call at seven. <laughs> so I'm going to be watching the game while doing a Zoom call. It could be very <laughs> dangerous. At, isn't the game at eight? No, it changes at 630. 630. Oh. So it could be a very interesting Zoom call for, for me to be on. I've never attempted this. It could be the first and last time. So uh, but uh, so I'm, I'm praying for a good first half, at least. Um, we'll see. Uh, Michigan State and Iowa. I've got Iowa by 10 and a half, and that is a slap in the face to Iowa. I think <laughs> Iowa by 20. They will be stuff. mad. They will yeah, be mad. They will be mad. Michigan State. I, I. I. It's just so weird to see. I just keep going back. They don't have a dominant guard like the, like we're seeing Cassius Winston and other guys like that. They don't have a big like a, a you know Ward or any like Xavier that, Tillman. Xavier Tillman. Um, Those guys jumped both of them. So. Yeah, Langford. I mean, he's okay. Langford they can't so. shoot. Um, Malik Hall looks unimpressive. That's um, the. That's, that's <laughs> such a that's bummer. I, yeah, I oh, think I Iowa, but I bet it's I bet it's close to that. Like I don't know if I I bet Iowa barely covers. I bet it's like twelve. I'm going Iowa twenty. I think they lights out. I'm gonna uh, go Iowa that. by seven. I think Smarty puts up a fight, but Iowa yeah. gets. I can't see an Izzo team getting beat by Rolling fifteen over. plus three games in a row. I don't think that's ever happened. Hey, but, 2020, 2021. It's, you're right. You're right. It's the year for is a. Uh, is Hauser is he does he have another year after this? I guess everybody has another year after Probably. this. But is he was he a two year grad tra- or transfer or was he a one and done type thing? I thought he was a two year. I, think I thought it was two. Years. I was talking to someone that worked in and thought he was a one. Well, his brother's younger. I thought they were twins. Are they twins? Uh, I, I don't no think idea. so. I thought, I thought his brother was a year younger. He's he's listed as a junior. Thad Mooney's wish me good luck on the <laughs> zoom in the game. Didn't go well for him. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Ray, Ray Davis is agreeing with you, Webby. Iowa by 14, so he has them winning by a good margin. How well, about uh, oh, Fran is not a good coach. It's a great observation by you, Evan. <laughs> so I'm a smart guy. Fran's not a good coach, and he's worse in post-game press conference when he's angry. Yeah, and it is the end of the it is towards the end of the year, and they kind of fall apart. So maybe I'm second-guessing myself, but I'm going It's February. It's true. It's February. Fran, yeah. Uh, Bo has been awful. He is ever since his injury, he has not been the same that we saw a couple Frederick's years ago. Still out. Frederick's still out. Um, 
I think Garza goes off because I don't think they have anybody who can stop him unless somehow he gets in foul trouble, but he's the superstar, so I doubt it. He, um, he got foul trouble Friday night against yeah. Illinois, but now it's against Kofi. Yeah, Underwood's, you know, grease in the pocket, so that's cool. Yeah, they're both great, <laughs> great coaches to watch. So neither of them wear a mask. One, they both, one wears a chin strap. The other one, I don't even, he might have it. Puts in his pocket. I mean, uh, Penn State at Wisconsin. These two teams just played over the weekend on Saturday. They did. Yep. And the Penn State won. Yep. This one's at the Cole Center. I think Wisconsin gets revenge. Um, I agree. But I, I mean, Penn State's Penn State has a net of like twenty nine. They're like they're, right behind us. They're gutsy, it's man. Wild. Um, I think Wisconsin line? seven. Wisconsin seven. I think it's. I think. I, I think Penn State covers that. I agree with Ray. Uh, he says the biggest down point of the season is uh, no manager games, and, and yeah, Purdue doesn't have any managers present. Um, no. At least that I've seen. Um, but yeah, no manager games. That's a bummer. That. Yeah, that's a bummer for all involved. And he's picking Wisconsin as well. I think Wisconsin close. Yeah, Michigan. I mean, Penn State's got to fight. Um, yeah, and they just bomb threes. Yeah, uh, Ray said Wisconsin by eight. And then uh, the nightcap tomorrow night on ESPN two: Illinois at Indiana. Yeah, it's Illinois stupid. by three and a half. That's <laughs> stupid. I hope they, they win. Played, by they played them tough last time. I know. Um, Indiana and, hadn't played in ten days. Exactly. No, it just kind of depends on which team comes to play. Um, yeah, I think it's going to, I mean, I was going to say if, if Trace gets in trouble, foul trouble, but they, he got in foul trouble against Iowa and they still pulled that one out. Um, I think it's going to be another really – I think I, our Illinois covers, but I think it's like a – it's a single-digit game. I would love Illinois to win by like 15 and Trace Jackson Davis to pound his chest still as like he dunks when they're down 18 with 30 He and one more than any player I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. I like the lineup by nine. Uh, Wednesday night's games postponed between Michigan and Northwestern. Uh, Ray's saying Illinois by 18, hopefully more. I signed me up for Illinois about <laughs> as many as we can get. Um, good one Thursday night, Ohio Ooh. State at Iowa. Hmm. I'm taking the Hawkeyes again. Same. I think Luke Garza is just too good. Maybe yeah. got some shooters. They need to make a statement. They got three big games this week. If they can win all three of them, wow. I mean, it's, it's time yeah. to – Especially if they want to catch – I mean, you're two games behind Michigan. Obviously, they're on pause, but, I mean, trying yeah, to get to that. Yeah, that's going to be a cluster yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, right now Michigan's a one seed in some of the – in some of the uh, – I said mock drafts, but the – Brackets. The brackets. Um, and Iowa, I think Iowa saw Iowa's a, as a three or even a four, which is – So, Illinois is a four. Yeah, that's what it was. Illinois was a four. I think uh, Iowa was – Close. Um, I think Iowa, but I think it's a, I think it's a really good game. Ray says Iowa by four. I'll take Iowa by three. I think it's a good one. Um, the Minnesota at Rutgers for the nightcap on Thursday night. Will Minnesota finally win a Big Ten road game? I don't no. think so. No, <laughs> Rutgers. No. Yeah, Rutgers in uh, in a close one. Which uh, I say by about five. Thing that made me really mad about the Minnesota game of the weekend was. How gracious and defeat Patina was afterwards. I wanted to, I watched part of his interview and I was like, I just want to watch him just to hear him whine. He's not that bad. He's he didn't not. have anything to whine about. His team got I know, in the second half. Still, it was just like, man, I, I think, think he really good. likes Matt. So, yeah. Everybody likes Matt. Yeah, I think I so. Yeah. Um, Friday night and race is Rutgers by eight. Um, Friday night, Maryland at Penn State. I'm taking a knit in the lines on this one. I was going to say it as well. Yep. Yep. The Big Ten kind of wants to see these two be rivals. So Yeah. Now, <laughs> Saturday, interesting one here, Wisconsin at Illinois. Illinois comf- fairly comfortably. Yeah, like eight, I, I, think. Yeah. I don't think Wisconsin's all that good. They don't have the they don't have the guys down low. I think they got what uh, what's his face? Ruder or something like that. They got Potter, but then don't they have, they have another big, tall, white guy? Um, Rooters or something like that. They've got, I think he's kind of tall, lanky guy. Um, they have, no, no one can match up with Kofi. If Wisconsin seniors come back next year, they're going to be older than the coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> they're already older than the Chicago Bulls. So, 
Uh, races Illinois by 10. I'll agree. I, I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Steve Dawson with the comment of the night. I doubt Archie likes Matt. I don't think his wife does either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hope that continues in March. I hope it goes for the rest of his life. Lifetime contract. Let's go. Yes. Let's get the funds going. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we do want to root for IU tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Nope. Keep it close. <laughs> Then Nebraska at Michigan State on Saturday. I think Sparty finally gets back in the win column. Is this Nebraska? Yeah, gosh. It was supposed to be Michigan State, Michigan. If if Nebraska wins this game, oh, my God. (laughs) We might see Izzo just terminate the rest of the year. Yeah, I think Michigan State wins. He and Coach K will hold a joint press conference with their their ribbons and cancel the season. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, it's got to be Michigan State, but I would absolutely love to see Nebraska win. Hoiberg. And I'd love it. Sunday at noon on Fox. So this is your primetime college basketball game before the Super Bowl on Sunday. Um, Iowa at Indiana. I, I hope it's Iowa by 20. Iowa's going to be pissed, you think. I, Iowa lost to them the first time. That's because they couldn't score for like two hours. Yes, so that doesn't help. Like it. it doesn't help. And Fran made a, a dumb decision by playing his sons, and they sucked. They do that all the time. It's it's yeah. just taking off their fan base. I've heard from a few Iowa fans yeah. like they're just irate about it because they said they have another kid. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. A sophomore who's more talented and he doesn't get time over. Yeah, this it was I can't remember his name, but yeah, they they they, they sat him and their offense just fell apart when he went on the bench in that in the game the first game with Indiana. Um, and the thing about that game too, the first game between them, Indiana missed a bunch of free throws. That game could have been really ugly for Iowa. Yes. Um, but I think Iowa steals one down south. Grady says Iowa by eight. I um, think it's a single-digit game still. I mean, Indiana's defense is really good. They're going to hold. I mean, they're going to their defense is going to keep a minute for the most part. It's just a matter if their offense is clicking or not. I'll go Iowa by eleven. Indiana's got to find a way to split this week, I think. But if yeah. Iowa can beat Michigan State, Ohio State, and Indiana, like I said, wow, what a week! Mm-hmm. And then uh, Purdue Northwestern never, never did predict that one. Yeah, I know you missed that one, Tan. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving the best for last. I mean, a while, a couple, you know, a month ago, this, this game would have been interesting, but Northwestern's kind of fallen back to earth yes. a little bit. Um, I don't know a ton about this. I know Boo Booey's the kind of their guy. Um, that's about all I know. I haven't watched them much. Yeah. Um, nope. I think it'd be a game where um, I think we went by double digits and kind of keep it. I'm ready for a real comfortable one where, like, we can give Morton some run and some other guys. I think it's a game where we can get out, hopefully get out to a comfortable lead in the second half and kind of keep it at arm's length the rest of the way and don't let them, like we saw against Minnesota where we got up 14 and all of a sudden they cut it to seven real quick. Um, Hopefully we can kind of keep it at double digits for the the whole second half or something. Ray says, have a nice night. Great job. Got to go watch more game film on sectional opponents. Yes, good luck, Ray, in sectional. Um, I'm gonna go Purdue by 23. Oh, okay. Why not? Three. I love it. We need it. Of course, when I don't have a Zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, should be good. And uh, this is non-basketball related, but Super Bowl predictions. You don't want to hear mine, Tanner. No, I I already (laughs) upset myself earlier tonight with my Super Bowl predictions. I think think Chiefs. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good one, though. I'm excited to watch it. Um, it's just kind of cool to see kind of the. You know the the legend kind of passing it off. Don't say the, that. Evan. He is. Not he cool. is. It's not cool. It is cool. Nobody likes. Cool it, it was cool if it was Breeze and Mahomes. Just kind it would of be the, way cooler if it was. Cool. It, it, it would be way cooler. Yes. Torched him, Kermit. But. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I, I love Patty Mahomes. Sorry, Tan. But no, uh, it's he. Yeah. It's 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 I tough to like stomach because he's entertained to watch. He's the most entertained player to league. He's a good guy, but he kills my team twice a year. Right. And it's not going to stop for the next freaking fifteen years. So. <laughs> I, don't like I, I think it'll. I mean, they can't pay those guys that much forever. So I think yeah, it's, it's their windows yeah. eventually get. But when yeah. you got him around, is he's got to yeah. make guys good. So yeah, I think it's a close one though. I think it's uh, – I hate saying it. I think Kansas City wins 34-27. Yeah, I, I think it's fairly comfortable, like but, double um, digits. Kansas yeah, City. it should be a good one. It's got to be the biggest attended sporting event in the U.S. since March, 23,000. So it'll, it'll, it'll be different, but at least it's got to be something. Yep. So – but 
Before we wrap things up here, um, the Boiler Breakdown podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are now providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy, professional pharmacy with a hometown touch, boiler-owned and operated. And I saw at their Rochester location, they got a new addition to their mm-hmm. staff there, and he is a Boilermaker grad as well. So Sir. keep it going. <laughs> Andrew, why don't you hit us up with that last yes, sponsor sir. read? The Boiler Breakdown podcast is brought to you by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and their licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. I should get a hold of Mitch and see if they do snow removal. Probably do. I mean, they probably do different snow related things and need to, need to give them a text. So, uh, any final thoughts? I don't have any any football news this week. So, I did see Brady Allen got invited to the regional uh, combine for the lead 11. Yep. Nice to see you. Nice that I got nothing. Yeah. So Spring football really starting in what, like a couple weeks or something? 18 days. Yeah. Yep. February 19th. And then it's only, I didn't realize that they only have like 35 days to and get it. got in. a window to get everything in. So, yeah, so it'll be done early. <laughs> yeah, it'll be done real early. So hopefully hopefully they just can get it all in because last year's was cut short. So. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's a W tomorrow. Yep, let's boil her up, hammer down, and uh, get some turtle soup, <laughs> and, some and uh, then beat the Wildcats on Saturday. Boil up.